God is with you. Let us pray. God of all creation, whose people traveled through the wilderness, as we venture in a land transformed by crisis, may we be living vessels of your mercy, grace, and love. Remind us to carry our treasure gingerly. May we be a balm for the sick, the isolated, and the overlooked. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. A reading from the book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ready and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm for today is Psalm 23. O God, you are my shepherd, I shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures and lead me beside still waters. 
You revive my soul and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of God forever. Gospel according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said this, he spat spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees this man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. 
He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. So of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The Word of the Lord. God of love and wonder, we come together today with a love that knows no boundaries, a love that overcomes isolation, fear, and death. Remind us of what is possible and lead us into life everlasting. Amen. This past week, has been devastating. The word shock does not even begin to describe it. Schools are closed, jobs have evaporated, the global economy has crumbled. There is no analogy that sums up what we have experienced, what we are experiencing, what is still happening. It is not over. And we don't know when the isolation will end. We are having to reinvent our lives, our routines, our relationships, 
and our expectations. I think that's one of the areas of deepest hurt, the source of shock. I never expected anything like this. Yet here we are. Fortunately, we are part of a tradition that has lived through things like this. A tradition reaching back thousands of years. A tradition that can speak to shattered expectations. Both scriptural passages from today reference shattered expectations. In the Old Testament, we see the prophet Samuel mourning over Saul, the man that Samuel anointed king over Israel, who disobeyed God. God has moved on. God tells Samuel to go to the house of Jesse and anoint a new king from Jesse's sons. Samuel sees Eliab and thinks, this is the guy. But God says, nope. Samuel sees Abinadab and Shema. Nope. Nope. Seven more sons pass before Samuel and they all get rejected. None of them are the expected one. As I read this, I couldn't help thinking about my expectations for when this corona craziness would be over. When would school start again for my kids? When would would it come after spring break? No. In early April? No. Will it likely be in May? No. I still haven't accepted the reality that we are in this for the long haul. Finally, Samuel asked Jesse, Is this all of your sons? Samuel, and Jesse's like, There is the youngest, the one tending sheep. This is like the one with the paper route, the Girl Scout selling cookies. That's the one that God has chosen, the child, the child who is working. God, through Samuel, says, Forget your expectations of who will lead. I am sending Joan of Arc. I am sending Greta Thunberg. A child will lead them. As I wrote this, our one-year-old son Amos came in and held up his arms for me to pick him up and play. And this is a common theme these days. The children come in when I'm like working or looking at the news on my phone, and I find that they are my mindfulness practice. They keep me from dwelling in dread or mindless worry. When I'm not distracted by work or fear, the family time this past week has been really beautiful. We ride our bikes, we read together, we dance and laugh and play. It is unexpected but beautiful. Sometimes shattered expectations reveal hidden beauty. In the gospel, John's gospel, we get shattered expectations everywhere. There are the disciples who expect that someone sinned to cause this man's blindness. There are the neighbors who can't recognize the blind man that they've known for so long, all their lives. You're not the guy we knew, they say. Then there are the Pharisees who are dead set on their expectations that God only works in certain ways. 
They can't wrap their heads around Jesus, so they label him a sinner and move on.com. They think they know how God works, but the man who was blind, the man who was healed, he knows about the work of God. The blind man sees God. He sees God because he has experienced God. We have all experienced God. We know the presence of God, of love, eternal at work, surprising us with the immediacy of love, surprising us with something new, something unexpected. And now, in this time of uncertainty, in this time of shattered expectations, we must look for love unexpected. Look for love in a way that has not been before. Look for love in the comfort of your friends and the stranger waving as they pass in a moment of grace. Look for love on the face of the children across the street, in the grocery store worker, in the healthcare providers. Look for love within you, the love you have to give, the love that is both you and beyond you. Look for love Look for kindness. Look for God. Look for hope. Because hope is there waiting for you in the unexpected. Amen. The mustard seed this week is a simple one. I want you to reach out to someone you love. It could be someone from the church, and it would be great if it's someone from the church, but it can also be just someone that you love that you have not talked to in the last week and a half or so. Someone who is maybe isolated, or just someone you're thinking of. But to reach out and call them, send them an email, get in touch with someone in need of your love. Bring that love unexpected, that unexpected, non-anxious presence so that we who are blind may see and know that we live in amazing grace.
trust and hope we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the praise of your people. For the good earth and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the praise of the people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for the prisoners and the captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of the people. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of the people. For the deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God, God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For what and for whom else shall we pray today? Pray for the sick and the afraid, for the houseless and the mentally ill, for the healthcare providers and the resources they need. We pray for Callie, Diane, Roy, Susan, Joan, Sophie, and Jess. For Rob Koshan. For all who are struggling with addiction. For all of these, we pray, God of love, Hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and we lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.